Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not atheism is the rational conclusion of skepticism, and we are starting right now with our guest Randolph Richardson's opening statement, who is, by the way, president of Canadian Atheists. We are thrilled to have you here, Randolph. The floor is all yours for your opening statement. Thank you, James, and I'm glad to have a chance to uh, converse with John on this, John Maddox. Thank you for being here as well. So... Is atheism the rational conclusion of skepticism and critical thinking? Yes. What is skepticism, though, is a question that some people might ask. Skepticism is the application of doubt about the truth of something. Although I personally strive to be a proper skeptic, I certainly don't profess to be one. But what I do know is that logic and probability are useful intellectual tools for skeptics, and probably even among the most important of all the tools. When presented with an idea of a deity, a goddess or a god, existing, I can utilize skepticism to assess this idea in an attempt to determine if it's logically valid. Given that the deity that my interlocutor believes in is the Christian God, I find that skepticism leads me initially to a paradox between the characteristics of omniscience being all-knowing and omnipotence being all-powerful. And because of this paradox, the logical conclusion of applying skepticism leaves me an atheist. Or in other words, it leaves me not believing in this particular deity. For doubt is my ally. Thank you. That's my opening statement. You got it. Thank you very much. And we will kick it over to John Maddox for his opening statement as well. And also want to let you know, folks, if this is your first time here, or maybe it's your several hundredth time here, want to let you know, you guys, we are absolutely thrilled. This Wednesday, Erica, YouTube's favorite daughter, will be debating Mr. Batman on whether or not Noah's Ark could have worked. So that will be an epic one. To be sure you don't miss it live, hit that subscribe button and that notification button as well as it's going to be a blast this coming Wednesday night. So with that, John, thanks so much. The floor is all yours. Uh, okay, I'm going to need to uh, share my screen. Sure. All right, is that coming through? Well, I gotta say, I was rather surprised at the uh, shortness and the direction taken uh, by my opponent. Because, uh, you know, when the topic uh, for this debate was proposed to me, my opponent was going to take the affirmative on atheism being the rational conclusion of skepticism. To be honest, I was slightly confused as to why an atheist would want to pursue this train of thought at all. You know, if the topic was agnosticism or non-theism, uh, is the rational conclusion of skepticism, then that would make total sense, and I would agree with whomever was taking that position. However, tonight you will hear ongoing assertions from my opponent, more than likely from judging from his previous debates, that, athe <clears throat> uh, that atheism is a rational conclusion from skepticism, 
we need to, to recognize he's attempting to make this debate not about what the vast majority of people consider atheism, but rather about lactheism. Lactheisms don't not believe a God exists. They claim just to lack a belief in God. Now, this is mostly a very loud new atheist YouTube phenomenon in the United States and Canada. But if you go beyond the surface level talking points consistently proclaimed by YouTube uh, lactheists, you will quickly find that des find desperate attempts to circumvent what the majority of us would consider rational. I mean, if you, they just lack a belief in the existence of God or there isn't enough evidence to give them any level of belief, then why not just use the already existing concepts for this position and declare themselves agnostic? Or if they don't like that, just non-theist. Why would a rational person try to redefine a term when there is another one that better fits what they claim, while a large group of people who claim to be atheists don't accept the definition of the word the way the lactheist wants it to be redefined? That just doesn't seem very rational to me. I mean, if you're supposedly taking a rational, skeptical approach and not actually reaching a conclusion about something, why would you try to commandeer uh, a well-established term? If anything, these actions make no sense as the op opposite would remove a large amount of the ongoing controversy regarding their positions. However, in spite of this illogical approach, the Lactheus seeks to rewrite history and convince the rest of us that somehow they are being suppressed and there has been ongoing attempts to taint interpretation of the very concept of atheism. The, uh, I think I'm a little bit off center here. Uh, now, if you're trying to normalize atheism and mitigate uh, supposed oppression from theists, what rational person would do this? You know, contrary to rational thinking, uh, they often, people like my opponent often go on to quote things like, uh, after various debates and other intellectual encounters, it started to become clear that the attempts to vilify atheists and atheism are actually the death throes of the ever-shrinking community of oppressors, often manipulative and or extreme theists, who want to denormalize the absence of belief in deities, atheism. That community of oppressors, which I call the atheism vilification community, often uses a variety of tactics to vilify atheists and to misrepresent atheism, which in turn serves to create false burdens of proof for claims that most atheists don't actually make, unquote. Now, I'm kind of confused as where this community of oppressors is, and you know, is this happening up in Canada? I know it's not happening in the United States, not happening in the UK, or the majority of Europe, or in the largest country on earth, China, which is officially an atheist country. So personally, I find this claim to be quite funny as it demonstrates beyond doubt uh, both the laxist refusal to be rational and the obvious desire to use semantic fusion to confuse the masses. But more importantly, there's an attempt to project an air of false confidence about their positions under the supposedly rational shroud of skepticism. Now, to showcase why atheism is not the rational conclusion of skepticism, let us quickly look at what atheism actually is and why lactheism is not atheism. So the position you have to question, take into question is, does God exist? And that your potential answers are yes, no, maybe. But the, onto the ontology of God's existence is dichotomous. Either God does or does not exist. However, the answer to the proposal does not have to be binary. It can be. Yes, affirmative, and that's theism. Affirmative, no, atheism. Or it can be undecided, you're agnostic, you don't care, apatheist. Proposition is non nonsense. Uh, different terms for this, but theological non-cognitivist is a very common one. So if someone responds to a proposition as undecided, they are not making an affirmative yes or no. Like these other groups, lactheists are non-theists. P equals theist, P or not P, theist or non-theist. Therefore, how is it remotely rational for a skeptical lactheist to, I mean, respond with a, I lack a belief when the actual question being posed is, do you believe God 
exists. So either I believe God exists and you're a theist, or I believe God does not exist. Atheist. It's it's pretty pretty straightforward stuff. Now I'm gonna go down to a few more pieces that uh, kind of support my position. And uh, the first one's gonna be from the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy. Atheism is typically defined in terms of theism. Theism, in turn, is best understood as a proposition, something that is either true or false. It is often defined as the belief that God exists, but here, belief means something believed. It refers to the propositional content of belief, not to the attitude or psychological state of believing. This is why it makes sense to say that theism is true or false and to argue for or against theism. If, however, atheism is defined in terms of theism and theism is the proposition that God exists and not the psychological condition of believing that there is a God, then it follows that atheism is not the absence of the psychological condition of believing that God exists. The A in atheism must be understood as negation instead of absence, as not instead of without. Therefore, in philosophy at least, atheism should be construed as the proposition that God does not exist, or more broadly, the proposition that there are no gods. This definition has the added virtue of making atheism a direct answer to one of the most important metaphysical questions in philosophy of religion, namely, is there a God? There are only two possible direct answers to this question, yes, which is theism, and no, which is atheism. Answers like, I don't know, no one cares, I don't, I don't care, an affirmative answer has never been established, or the question is meaningless and are not direct, direct answers to this question, unquote. Now, for those of you who have not tuned out yet, the significance of the components of atheism addressed clearly here removes the concept of lactheism even as being atheism and goes so far as to reject anything like it, which kind of coincides with the whole skeptical uh, premise. Now, my next submission as evidence comes from the Encyclopedia Britannica and their comprehensive uh, dictionary uh, definition of atheism. Reflection on this should lead to a more adequate statement of what atheism is and indeed as well to what an agnostic or religious response to atheism should be. Instead of saying that an atheist is someone who believes it is false or probably false that there is a God or more adequate characterization of atheism consists in the more complex claim that to be an atheist is to be someone who rejects belief in God for the following reasons. Which reason is stressed depends on how God is being conceived. For an anthropomorphic God, the atheist rejects belief in God because it is false or probably false that there is a God. For a non-anthropomorphic God, the God of Luther, Calvin, Aquinas, and so on, he rejects belief in God because the concept of, of such a God is either meaningless, unintelligible, contradictory, incomprehensible, or incoherent. For the God portrayed by some modern or contemporary theologians and philosophers, he rejects such a belief in God because the concept of God in question is such that it merely masks an aesthetic substance, e.g. God is just another name for love, or God is simply a symbolic term for moral ideals. Next, I want to go into the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy, and which is a, quote, peer-reviewed academic resource, unquote. The term atheist describes a person who does not believe that God or a divine being exists. For the most part, atheists have presumed that the most reasonable conclusions are the ones that have the best evidential support. And they have argued that the evidence in favor of God's existence is too weak, or the arguments in favor of concluding there is no God are more compelling. Arguments for the non-existence of God are deductive or inductive. Deductive arguments for the non-existence of God are either single or multiple property disproofs that allege that there are logical or conceptual problems with one or several properties that are essential to any being worthy of the title God. Inductive arguments typically represent empirical evidence that is employed to argue that God's existence is improbable or unreasonable. Now, a final uh, piece of evidence, which, uh, which is from a 2018 paper, Defining Atheism and the Burden of Proof, which is published by the Royal Society of Philosophy. In this paper, I demonstrate how certain contemporary atheists have prob problematically conflated atheism with agnosticism, knowingly or unknowingly. The first type of conflation is semantic fusion. 
where the lack of belief in God is combined with the outright denial of God under the single label of atheism. The second is morphological fission, which involves the separation of atheism into two subcategories, where lack of belief in God is labeled as, a neg as negative atheism and outright denial of God as positive atheism. Unfortunately, some atheists have implicitly or explicitly, intendedly or unintendedly, sought to distort the boundaries between atheism and agnosticism. Is this, it is this activity which has warranted the current investigation. At first glance, it may seem an unnecessary inquiry into semantics, but the issue needs to be thoroughly addressed as it directly affects how the different positions are framed. If atheism is conflated with agnosticism, atheists can deny the need to provide proof for their position. In order to avoid <clears throat> defining atheism as the denial of God's existence, some atheists end up misrepresenting their stance by conflating atheism with agnosticism. This occurs through one of two ways. Either atheism is redefined, meaning lack of belief and denial, denial of God's existence, in which, both, in which case both atheism and agnosticism, as defined above, are semantically fused under one term, or lack of belief in God and denial of God's existence are demarcated as two different subcategories of atheism. I call the former approach semantic fusion and, and the latter morphological fission, unquote. Now, obviously, the entire position uh, that's being uh, obviously put forth by a lot of the people here on YouTube is an attempt to shift the burden of proof and to avoid any need to claim anything but skepticism and make ad nauseum, I don't know, diversions. However, in regards to the debated hand, unless my opponent is ready to suspend uh, the lactheist position as actually being atheism, then I'm not sure how he intends to use skepticism as the rational foundation for atheism. Atheism requires deductive and inductive arguments in order to reach a conclusion. All skeptics do is say we can't actually know anything, which in relation to our discussion means skepticism and agnosticism are perfect for each other. Now, but perhaps my opponent can provide clarification, although somehow I doubt this will actually occur. But perhaps when it comes to these kinds of debates, I am just a skeptic. I yield. Thank you very much from John Maddox for his opening statement. We will go into the open dialogue section now. And so we are thrilled for this, folks. It is going to be a blast. And also want to let you know, folks, our guests are linked in the description. So if you'd like to hear more from our guests, we highly encourage you. Those links are waiting for you. That's why we put them there. And with that, we're going to jump into the open conversation. And I want to also mention, though, our guest links are not only in the description box for YouTube, but also if you're listening via podcast, we also have their description or their links in the description box for the podcast as well now. So thanks, guys. The floor is all yours. Well, thanks, James. <clears throat> I appreciate that. Uh, so I guess to kind of get started. Um... Hang on. Hang on. Um, James, is it uh, my turn to respond to the opening statement? or? Oh, I was under the impression, pardon, um, I might have, forgive me if I had the emails wrong, but I was under the impression it was like open dialogue. But if okay. we, all yours, guys. Okay, yeah. Um, I go, all right, James, uh, if it's when you open, we'll go back and forth. I, I'm okay with that if you wanted to start with something. You obviously had something immediate on your mind, so go ahead. Well, I was going to ask, I mean, uh, in the context of... Um, the whether or not skepticism is rational or atheism the rational conclusion of skepticism uh is the position that i put forth in terms of your interpretation of atheism is that correct or incorrect what you're doing is you're listing a number of different definitions that are used by some people about atheism and um they i, I didn't ask about other people i asked about yours i'm getting there i'm answering your question so 
Um, and what they do is they are limiting the scope of what atheism is. And um, what you've provided does not match um, exactly with what, um, what I consider atheism to be, which is common usage and has been uh, pretty much the same thing all this time. There are people throughout history who have misused the term um, very often to try to upset other people or to uh, use it in a derogatory fashion. Um, but uh, the, the meaning of the word has been quite consistent all this time. I, I did notice that you were uh, saying, trying to move some of it over to agnosticism. These are different categories. Uh, agnosticism is epistemologically based. It is about not having knowledge of deities, uh, whereas uh, whether they exist, whereas atheism is, is about not having a belief in deities. So. Um, the way, as I specified in my opening statement, and I'm still consistent about it now, and always have been, uh, is that atheism simply means not believing in deities. Now, there are different ways people will use the word, but uh, the vast majority who I encounter um, online and offline uh, are not having any problem with this. Okay, so are you directly contradicting Stanford, Encyclopedia Britannica, the Internet uh, Philosophy Encyclopedia, and the Royal Society of Philosophy in no, terms of uh, the definition of atheism. And you also just conflated your own interpretation, which is clearly demarcated in, in your previous debates, as well as on your multiple websites, that it's the absence of belief. You just said, yeah. uh, and it's the lack of belief. So not believing in deities is the wording I used. that it's synonymous with. Absence. So not or without, which mm -hmm. is your position? Yeah, without absence of belief in deities, not believing in deities. They're all, okay. all the same things. Okay, so are you directly contradicting the Stanford uh, position? Because they specifically demarcated in two different positions that absence is the incorrect position. It's no, not Stanford versus without. Encyclopedia actually acknowledges that atheism is used in this way. And they're specifying that within certain philosophical contexts that they're recommending using it in a more limited scope limited fashion. So um, SEP does not define it for the world. SEP is defining it for uh, a specific uh, uh, portion of uh, philosophy within an act. Within so so is, is it your position that it is the, you, it's not having a affirmative position one way or the other is atheism. Is that your position of atheism? Um, I don't even regard it as a position, but you could say that it is just not believing in deities. So I, I don't hold to that. And Wait, you're, you're, you're really, you're really spinning right now because hold on, I do want to let him finish on. I mean, he's spinning like a crazy. He's he's literally. If you want to, if you want to address what he had said after, but I do want to give him a chance to actually respond. Yeah. So um, yeah. So when I apply skepticism to the um, uh, to the uh, to the, uh, the, the idea that a deity or multiple deities exist, um, I'm not convinced. So I'm left with being in a position where I'm not believing in deities. That doesn't mean I'm holding an anti-theistic view that deities don't exist. It just, I'm just taking doubt as my ally and, and not holding a belief in it. And that is what this debate is about. So you just said you're actually not taking a position. When it comes to whether deities exist, uh, normally not. Now, when it comes to the Christian deity being omniscient and omnipotent, um, I have a really good reason to doubt it. Well, this, those, this debate is not a, this debate is not about the Christian because, because there is not Christianity. This is about atheism. Those, because those characteristics are uh, a lead to a paradox. Go ahead. And this debate has nothing to do with this. And part of the reason I'm being so uh, blunt with you right now is because 
I think your move in the opening statement to try and make this about the Christian guy when this is about theism um, is it was a little bit untoward. However, uh, and moreover, actually, in this context now, where you're clearly attempting to dodge what your formally stated positions are on on the uh, atheist frontier, uh, RandolphRichardson.com and uh, the Canadian Atheist uh, website, you make very clear assertions that it's only the absence and the lack of belief in God. And that is your interpretation of atheism and that all others are just misconstrued and uh, attempts, as you just said, to uh, you actually reiterated a few minutes ago to somehow like uh, upset people and such. So I'm directly read from peer-reviewed sources that state people that are doing or claiming exactly what you just claimed are doing it for, well, they said uh, intentionally or unintentionally uh, for purposes of shifting the burden of proof, which also is clearly defined on your website. It's it's about shifting the burden of proof. So are you now trying to, are you now trying to jump to skepticism to again, attempt a removal of any level of burden of proof on you as a supposed or as a, as a lactheus. Okay. We're not shifting the burden of proof. Uh, we're not accepting a burden of proof is what it is because a burden of proof doesn't apply to someone who does not hold a belief. Now, and earlier, you're not, an, you're not an atheist. Earlier, you're a non-theist. You mentioned that there, you think that I was trying to turn this into uh, Christianity. I was not. I cited that as one example. We can, we can examine other deities if you like. Well, we're talking about the concept of theism. So are you a global atheist or, or sorry, global skeptic or a local skeptic? Global or local? What do you mean by that? Let, let's be clear. Uh, you're a skeptic and you don't know global versus local. No, I say I'm striving to be a proper skeptic. I'm still learning. So tell me what you mean by global skeptic. Or so global just, skeptic. just what you're saying and I can answer your question. So just the Christian God or just the Jewish God, just the Islamic God, etc., or all potential anything that could possibly be a God. So global would be any possible thing. Local would be a, like going down into the subsets. Oh, well, um, in the case of the introduction, I did cite one example, but when it comes to deities, it's atheism is uh, not believing in any deities. So any gods or any goddesses, none at all. Well, we're talking about skepticism right now, but we're not, we haven't gotten to atheism. You just so, asked me about atheism. So I know actually I clarified and I said, are you a local or a global skeptic? Oh, okay. So, I strive to be a proper skeptic. Um, I, if somebody's presenting, if somebody's presenting a uh, particular deity to me, then of course I will be looking at that one specifically. But in general, I don't hold a position on whether deities exist. Any uh, okay, so I wasn't talking just. So I, 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 I use. I use. I'd be more a, global in that. We, we're going to clarify in skepticism. <laughs> I was using the God as the example. I'm talking as a skeptic. Do you apply that there? We can't ever actually define anything in uh, beyond doubt, or that it's only that certain things can be defined beyond doubt. Um, I think it has to be looked at on a case by case basis. Okay, so basically, in your uh, you're saying that your skepticism is 100% subjective. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Um, so in regards to your lack theism, um, and being I, a, I, I object to that term. I well, find it's, it derogatory. It's a, it's I'm a, well, the term atheism it, it, and it was clear at the beginning. 
Well, you're not actually, you're trying to redefine atheism, which is why I wa- I've watched you in all of your debates do this. I've watched you online. And if I read further in that paper from the Royal Society of Philosophy, they actually address your website and its misuse of terms. Oh, I'll the, be interested to read that. I wasn't aware the Royal Society has. Uh, uh, yeah, apparently, apparently some atheists quoted your website and wow. they were rather, the Royal Society was rather like surprised when they went and looked at it because of the uh, the inconsistencies. Um, but my point where I'm going with all this is you are clearly in contradiction to the definition of atheism. No, the, yes, your resources and your, uh, references on your websites. Uh, there's only two that actually showcase anything about lack of belief. And it's in the, uh, common or the current uh, outside definition from OxfordDictionaries.com, which no longer exists, by the way, it's been changed in something else. But um, that's actually also addressed because it's more of a common use um, versus the actual definition. All of the others um, go with the denial of or the rejection of position. So you have created an entire position on multiple websites and have done multiple debates and are now having this conversation with me under the position that is an extreme outlier and one, and which is the whole reason why, one of the major reasons I read in detail from multiple sources, that in the context of atheism versus agnosticism, and then how it correlates with skepticism, um, you are dramatically attempting to circumvent the necessity of an affirmative position. Ah, okay. So you're, you're thinking about problems. Now, isn't it interesting that the etymology is consistent with what I'm saying about what atheism is and that linguistic structure supports it and then common usage supports it and that certain dictionaries are supporting this as well. And even the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy agrees with me in its very first paragraph, yet you picked a paragraph further down in it. No, actually, actually, I read from the very first paragraph. Well, the very first paragraph of the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy says, the term atheist describes a person who does not believe that God or divine being exists. Worldwide, there may be as many as a billion atheists, although social stigma, political pressure, and intolerance Mm -hmm. make accurate polling difficult. So that first paragraph makes it very clear. Read that first sentence again. The term atheist describes a person who does not believe that God... Wait, wait, wait. What does that say? That That does not... Mm-hmm. Doesn't just lack of belief. Does not. Is that a? Mm-hmm. Mm, so you're. I actually. I read. I read that exact sentence. By the way, in my opening statement, and you can go rewind if you say I didn't. So you can either retract your position that claimed that I uh, didn't read that, and I read just only read further. I did read further down, additionally, but okay. please retract that position that I did not read that first sentence. Um, I'd have to go back and look at it. I'm. I don't remember it quite that way. But if that's what you did, then of course I'll retract it if it, it shows that way. Okay. 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 Awesome. So there. back. So back to skepticism. Uh, so in skepticism, uh, the majority. Hang on. You wanted to delve into the rabbit hole of atheism here, and no, I've made my point. Now, no, if you no, want to go back. No. 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 Hang on, hang on. No. 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 no, no. You, you're, you've been dodging in the whole position of yes, you are. In, ter- in terms of skepticism, what if you say that you lack a belief? Do you take any kind of position on what would make you believe something that you say you lack a belief in and have no actual assertion on, that currently makes you not believe it? You just lack a belief. So what uh, would make you actually you, believe? You're talking in hypothetically. Give me an example. I, I, what do you mean? I just asked you a direct question. Like, in what would make you believe? Believe in a deity? Yeah. You, you claim that you're a skeptic, right? And you say that uh, I mean, atheism... Be, I'm striving to be a skeptic. 
Right. Okay. So you, but you're claiming, okay, you're striving to be a skeptic, but you're claiming that it's the rational, atheism is a rational, rational conclusion for skepticism. Yeah. My opening and, statement made this very clear that your, your opening uh, statement was like five sentences, that, man. That you have to let him actually speak, John. My opening statement made it very clear that uh, not believing in a deity would be the rational conclusion of applying skepticism to the claim that a deity exists. Okay, so clarify. Uh, clarify which part? Uh, how do you apply skepticism? I mean, that. I mean, your opening statement was like a paragraph. Yeah, yeah, I, I tend to so, be... So I don't really know how you're actually making any kind of position to support... Okay, you're, you're taking the affirmative, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in the affirm the person taking the affirmative position is supposed to support their position, not just make, you know, okay. generalized, nebulous, uh, three-sentence statements. Um, about their position. I the, mean, length, the length of the statement doesn't matter as long as the statement is valid and correct and makes the point. And I think I made the point succinctly. Okay, so what would can, what would overcome your skepticism? Um, for, let's say, what, the Christian deity? Brainy deity. Um, the deity uh, somehow being verified that it can be, uh, that it's real. So if Okay, I, okay if and how is that? If I can, like with the Christian deity, somebody asked me years ago about this, and I suggested, well, since the deity is all-powerful and all-knowing, um, they could um, present, provide me with the with omniscience and omnipotence for a short period of time so that I could experiment with these and determine for myself that, that this deity is real. That would be one example. So if God, so, so if God, made, so if God made you God, then you would believe that God exists. Oh, I didn't ask to be made a god. I've been asked to have omniscience and omnipotence. I'm not asking for other characteristics that God holds. Those would be sufficient for me. Okay, so you're saying that omniscience or omnipotence would not fulfill the most normal definitions of what a godlike being is? I, I just mentioned uh, the Christian God for uh, an example. The Christian God does have those characteristics among many others, right. omnipresence and uh, omnichronological and whatnot. I, I, I understand that. So if per your own admission, that would be a characteristic of a Christian God, right? And That's you, my understanding. And you I'm want, and, and that it would require you becoming the equal of God in no, terms of those equal. abilities. Well, I mean, if you, if God is omnipotent and you're going to be omnipotent, Mm -hmm. That means in omnipotence, you're equal to God. On that particular characteristic, sure. And 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 then somebody... okay. So so my question has been answered now. Okay. So the only thing that would convince you to overcome your skepticism would be God giving you the power of God, giving me, uh, granting me omniscience and omnipotence. Uh, I'm not asking for the other powers. That, I, I don't care. You want the power of a God in order well, to I believe that a God that a God exists. So, and, so are, and, we, are we playing a semantic my, game now? And that is not my only require. That is not my only possible solution. That's the one that I can think of right now. There, okay. Somebody okay, else so, presents something to me that is reasonable and logical. I may, may consider it. I'm not close to other possibilities. So, so you're saying that it's rational as a skeptic, that the only thing that would convince you. I didn't say only. Or one of the, something that would have to be on the level of literally gaining the power of God is what would be required for you to overcome your skepticism. Um, now, uh, I'm going to lay this out. There are a number of different characteristics that uh, the Christian God has. Omniscience and omnipotence are only two of them. All I'm asking for is 
provide me with those two for a short period of time. And I don't even care if some of those, if there is a limitation on those that I can't interfere with anything that God's doing. I want to just be able to experiment with this and, and verify for myself that this stuff really is real. And I'm citing that, providing that as an example of one thing that would be uh, uh, qualify as valid proof for me. I, 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 I understand. I understand what you're saying. I mean, I, I get the point of what you're saying. I'm what I'm questioning is, do you not realize that that being a necessity from your perspective to actually overcome your skepticism means that you're fulfilling one of the recognized issues with skepticism is that it results in such, such extreme uh, skepticism and uh, inability to be convinced of anything well, that, you requ- that you acquire things that are not actually rational, which is the entire point being made in this debate is whether or not that's rational. And the point I'm making is if you're claiming that skepticism or atheism is a rational outcome of skepticism, um, but I would say that that kind of qu- point you're making shows that that's like what's required for you to be convinced mean is irrational. Okay, well, that's my own personal standard, um, which I don't think is irrational, because if it is, in fact, turns out that the deity is real, that can make these things happen, and that deity makes these things happen, then obviously it's not irrational. So, so, um, what, so what's below that level that would convince you? Present, present an idea to me. And no, 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 I'm asking, I'm not the atheist. You're the atheist, the skeptical atheist. So which, uh, I, I what convinced you, one, you? You earlier asked me for one example. I provided you with one example. Now you're asking me for more examples. I think I think one is sufficient there. Well, I mean, I'm taking the position- one that your deity is capable of doing. Okay, so the whether or not the deity is capable of doing it has nothing to do with whether or not the necessity for that should be evidence to overcome your skepticism is rational. So you're, my I mean, you're, let, me, let, me just re, let me reiterate and just make, make sure I'm not misquoting you. I'll just say, you have to be God in order to agree that God exists. And I spe- and I mentioned, I'm not trying to be God. I only ask for two characteristics. You just want to be God for a short period of time. No, I only want those two characteristics for a short period of time. Probably a fortnight. Would okay. Be. So if, you, if you're omnipotent, you're not a God. Um, well, a Christian deity has more than omniscience and omnipotence as its characteristics. So, yeah, doesn't mean you're not a god, though. So you're saying an omnipotent being is not a god? Not the Christian. We're not, we're not arguing about the Christian god. We're arguing about whether or not he's a god. I, if I don't have those two, if if I only have those two characteristics, I'm definitely not equal to the Christian god because the Christian. We're god not arguing about the Christian god. We're arguing about. We're talking Hold about. On, no, let's let him period. finish, and then you can respond, John. Wait, all he does is dodge back to Christian god. We're talking about God in general. We're talking about you can you can correct him right after he finishes. Go ahead, Randolph. I'll give you a chance to finish, uh, and well, then we'll kick it back to John. To pick, we had to pick a deity to to explore this with, and I, I gave an example. So that one happened to be the Christian god. It could be Allah. It could be the the Muslim god, which has a whole bunch of the same characteristics as the Christian god. And my my answer would be the same for that one at this point. Now, and I'll make an important point here. This is my um, personal uh, requirement. Um, as somebody who strives to be a proper skeptic, saying, okay, this is what it'll take to prove it to me when somebody asked me once. And so I'm, I'm still consistent on this. Um, but um, when it comes to just not believing, um, that, is, um, that is the conclusion of skepticism very often, is not believing something that, that we've been told is true. So do you, are you skeptical about everything until you personally like view it in person in real time um, rather than being told or reading about it? 
It depends on what my confidence level is in that being real. So, for example, if you were to tell me that you have uh, uh, 10 digits, four, eight fingers and four thumbs altogether, and you hold up your hands for me, I have no question about You don't even have to hold up your hands. I'll believe you because it's such a common thing for people to have eight fingers and two thumbs altogether. Um, so for depends on what it is, the claim that's being made. Now, in, in when it comes to the case of a deity, a DVD is, uh, is something that's quite mystical and something that I'm not encountering in common day life. So of course, my confidence level in such claims like that is very, very low. So you do have a confidence level though. Yeah, and it, it depends on what's being claimed on a case-by-case -case basis and how common these things are in, in reality, yes. Okay, so you have a confidence level in whether or not God exists. At this point, I would say that's zero because I have not uh, received anything that has uh, been compelling enough for me to change that confidence level, yes. But at some point you did. I did? All right, and that's a, retort that's a question. Not that I recall. Okay, interesting. I, I've never been a theist. I've always been an atheist. Okay. Um, so what has been presented to you that hasn't met the burden of proof? Oh, some people will say that they've uh, experienced uh, Jesus um, in their sleep or um, he rescued them when they were drowning in the swimming pool or, or, or various experiences like that. And, and, you know, these are lovely stories people are sharing lovely experiences, but um, I've not had any such experiences myself. And so um, I'm, I'm left thinking, are, have they done the necessary things to rule out their beliefs uh, on, on these experiences? On, like, were these imagined? Were these just dreams? Um, or was it that they were specifically expecting something like this and then the mind played a trick on them and then they thought that's what it was? I, I don't know. Right. So I'm left with implying skepticism again at the thing is, OK, this is what this person's experienced, but I've not experienced that. So they're telling me a memory of their experience. And so to them, it probably seems quite real. To me, it doesn't. So when somebody's telling you a story about uh, an experience they had somewhere else that you have not been, mm -hmm. do you doubt that? It depends on what it is. If they said that they had an experience where they were sitting at the table and at a cafe and they spilled the drink and it, and it burned and it made their leg hurt, I'm going to believe that. I, I have pretty high confidence value. That's probably a true story. But if they tell me something miraculous happened that is not typically consistent with reality, then I'm going to have a lot of doubts. Again, so there's a lot of spaces. So there's a lot of people who try to file lawsuits for supposedly sp spilling hot coffee on themselves. <laughs> um, yeah. Why would you not apply the same burden of proof? Um, again, it has to be handled on a case by case basis. Um, the, the the thing about those lawsuits is there can be other factors involved too, such as the person. Um, like who is responsible for that. Uh, there may be a sign on there saying caution hot, they may see steam, and yet they still do it. Whose fault is that? So this is what the courts make a determination on, again, on a case-by-case -case basis. Okay, so going back to, in line with the case-by-case -case basis. So um, you've made the assertion in multiple places that uh, supposedly people are running around trying to vilify atheists and uh, so on and so forth where do you how do you reach that conclusion because i'm rather skeptical about that conclusion 
Well, um, the people who are, are vilifying, there are people who will, uh, for example, uh, say that all atheists are evil or all atheists are going to burn in hell for eternity because God does not approve of us or that um, uh, deities are all, or, or that atheists are all criminals and, and things like that and, and all kinds of assertions like that. Um, and, and they'll try using guilt by association fallacies and say, hey, look, these people throughout history have done some awful things and they're atheists. Like there, there's a fellow named Craig Hill um, I think I got his name right. Um, he was, uh, or Craig Hicks, sorry, it was Craig Hicks. Um, a few years ago, he shot three Muslim ladies over a parking spot dispute. And it turns out he's an anti-theistic kind of atheist, very strongly hateful against religion. And what came up in the media was, oh, look at this, an atheist shooting Muslims. And that would be an example, example of an attempt to vilify atheists. So there's, um, there's that going on. I've also encountered um, people trying to put pressure on atheists saying, no, you need to believe or you're going to go to hell and you're going to burn for eternity. Those are threats. Um, they're kind of, they're, they're threats based on a promise of something that I think people don't really know is going to happen, but um, it is, uh, but some people are very sure about it um, in, in their views. Uh, but these are the kinds of things that I'm referring to. Okay, so is that the commonality or the outlier? Um, more and more, I'm finding it to be the outlier, but uh, there still are quite a lot of people out there who do have these attitudes, so it depends on which community you're in. So which community are you referring to? Oh, lots of different communities. There's like, like uh, where? communities, there's rural communities where the uh, religion is Got, is taken quite strongly and anybody who doesn't fit in with it is an outsider and they must be converted uh, and then there's in the big city here I find that uh, like in Vancouver BC Canada I find that there really isn't so much of this pressure put on people and uh, there's even communities on the internet where I find uh, like there's some groups of people who are um, let's say they're all religious people and they're quite welcoming these are very nice. And then there's others who are there. No, we got to convert you now. There's something completely wrong with you. So it varies from community to community. And you don't think there's any other reciprocal of that in the atheist community? Oh, I, I know there are atheists who push back. Unfortunately, uh, there are some who push back in, in very bad ways as well. Now, um, of course, um, and I'm not trying to justify that. In fact, what I'm trying to do is uh, to change that as well. Um, my primary focus has been on uh, countering the vilification of atheists since I'm an atheist. I have to pick something and focus on it. But of course, um, if somebody's uh, being unfair to a Christian or a Muslim or, or Buddhist or Hindu or somebody else, um, I'm going to, to stand up against that as well, of course. And I have before. Uh, the reason I'm asking this question, I'm kind of confused about the, you know, you don't like the lactheist term, but uh, you claim that there's no dogma there's no beliefs uh in your position of atheism so the last um but hang on, hang, on, hang on i'm finishing my point but on your website you've got links to atheist churches that have clearly delineated uh positions you're talking about the atheist frontier yes Okay, that one's and, got a lot of general resources. So and, and so there's yeah, always atheism. But, 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 yeah. but I just don't understand how you can have, you can claim that atheism is and lacktheism are not one and the same, or you can claim, claim that they're one and the same in terms of it's just oh I lack a belief, yeah. um, that there isn't a there aren't dogmas, there aren't beliefs, there are all these kind of things. But then you have atheist churches, mm -hmm. which you endorse apparently. 
I don't endorse atheist churches. In well, fact, there was one here in Canada a few years ago. If you don't endorse them, then what about, what about the 15, 20 of them you have listed on your website? <laughs> I don't have that many churches there. I know there's two or three, um, maybe four or five, but um, the, um, and, and the, the thing is with, um, there was a church here, an organization calling themselves an atheist church here in Canada a number of years ago. And the court ruled because they took it to court asking for tax exempt status like other religious churches get. And the church and the government ruled that atheism is not a religion. It doesn't entail a belief in deities. So it doesn't qualify for tax exempt status. And I agree with the, with the, the courts on this. Um, Canadian Atheists does not endorse atheist churches. Um, the Atheist Frontier is, is an older site that's kind of uh, a hobby site that I've been putting as many resources together as I can. I don't agree with everybody who I link to on there, but um, uh, the um, uh, Canadian Atheists were more selective about, about who, who were uh, uh, linking resources, uh, linking to in our resources. So, um, and, and you have 10, by the way. Okay, 10. So. And I don't even know how, how serious some of those are. Some of them, I think, are just uh, uh, comedy uh, attempts. But um, uh, nonetheless, uh, if, if you're finding 10 there, I'll, I'll agree with you on that. Well, one of the things I do find about, uh, that's rather interesting about your position is uh, you're actually advertising, join us for a night of blasphemy. Oh, Hysterical that's... damnation. Yeah, look yeah. at the date on that. That's, uh, we haven't been able to host any more events because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. I understand. Uh, I understand that, but in the future. no, I, I understand that. I'm just uh, the point I'm making. The reason I'm bringing it up is you claim this is just about the lack of a belief in God, but are promoting, even if it's comedy, mm -hmm. the something with literally has blasphemy, hysterical damnation in the title. So blasphemy is covered by freedom of expression. It is I'm, not, I'm not saying you can't do it. That's not the point I'm making. I'm, I'm addressing your position that says, oh, we're vilified. We're all those kind of things. But you are in, you're actually endorsing something that is intended beyond all doubt in terms of the literal title to uh, denigrate uh, the opposite. We teamed up with the Atheist Republic on that one. And um, uh, they brought the guests in and, and did all that. And of course, uh, we were very excited to be uh, teamed up with another atheism group. Now, I do know that there are atheism groups out there that hold a very strong anti-theistic uh, view on things. And uh, ultimately, uh, they are included in the umbrella of atheism because they ultimately still don't believe in deities. What I'm promoting is the fundamental of not believing. And uh, these other groups, of course, uh, I want to promote them too. Um, and I do try to gently encourage them to focus more on the absence of belief portion of it. So is it your position that... And they have many members who agree with me, actually. So is it your position that your interpretation of atheism, i.e. lack of belief, is actually a subset uh, niche of atheism overall? No, it is the fundamental. Um, the uh, a subset would be someone who holds an anti-theistic point that uh, perspective that deities actually don't exist and and I think anti-theists uh, who hold that position uh, do carry a burden of proof as well and I think uh, actually that theists such as yourself are in an easier position compared to the anti-theist because the anti-theist would have to be able to demonstrate 
um, that there are no deities in every part of our cosmos or not just our universe whereas for for a theist like yourself all you'd have to do is present god so you have your burden of proof is not as difficult to satisfy as the anti-theistic one in my opinion are you are you publicly stating that the paper i quoted from from the royal, uh, royal society of philosophy which clearly delineates the point that i just made I haven't seen um, the paper, so I, I don't. I mean, I, mean I, I, I read from it. I read this exact point. Yeah. Um, are you publicly stating that the Royal Society of Philosophy in 2018 has a completely false uh, understanding of atheism? I can't make any such statement until I've read the paper. Well, I mean, I can just bring it up again. I don't think that uh, reading that paper here is going to help us, but I'll read it at a later point. Well, I mean, I, I, mean, I just tried to make a clarification on whether or not lack of belief uh, in God is the subset or the commonality or the outlier of atheism. And it is. The, at the beginning of my opening statement, in my opening statement, I read from a 2018 paper, which discusses this exact concept, semantic mm -hmm. fusion and morphological fission and the mm -hmm. creation of two subsets or the merger of atheism and agnosticism. Like, yeah, and I it's, it's the whole there. paper. So my point is, and you're, I agree, I understand, you're disagreeing with it. My point is, are you publicly stating that your position is the correct state of atheism and absolutely categorically rejecting the position that's being taken by the Royal Society of Philosophy? You're asking me to reject a paper that I haven't read. I won't do it. But you are claiming your position that lack of belief is the uh majority position it is the default fundamental uh it is the fundamental uh, characteristic of atheism yes not you're saying that that, that lack is the fundamental without instead of not right. is the fundamental rather than the rejection well without believing in deities without deities or, or not believing in deities are, are essentially the same thing when it comes to atheism. well the a is either not or without correct yeah it indicates without it indicates okay, so without is absence Yes. Not is the rejection of. Uh, depends. Like, uh, it depends on how you're using it. So, 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 you, do play, you, so, so you do play I'm the semantic you, game, huh? Hold on. No, do you no, want I'm not playing semantic games. You are. But when I tell you that I do not believe in deities, that, that makes it clear that I'm not saying that I believe deities do not exist. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I do not believe in deities. There's a distinction there. And I'm very careful about that. Uh, but I, you know, I, I think we you're very clear about that. I mean, atheism on, on I'm looking at defineatheism.com. absence of belief in deities, absence go. rather than opposition is indicated by the alpha. I mean, the alpha privative. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's the position you're taking, correct? Yeah. So, this okay. So, so my point is, and this is the whole point, <laughs> this is part I'm looking through what is part of the reason I made this uh, point <laughs> quote, the A in atheism must be understood as negation instead of absence, as not instead of without. Therefore, in philosophy at least, atheism should be construed as the proposition that God does not exist, or more broadly, the proposition that there are no gods. So are, that, you, that are you categorically rejecting that position? That sounds like the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy again. Uh, I'm quoting from them. Which okay. are, yeah, are you? Are you, are you rejecting that? Yeah. So because I remembered, it sounds like that. Um, 
Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy is narrowing the scope. Uh, they're, they're limiting the scope of what atheism is there, uh, and they're recommending it in uh, academic philosophy for usage in a specific specialized area. And uh, there are many people who are professional philosophers who don't hold to that. Um, there's, uh, uh, it, it's Stanford Encyclopedia's uh, article is an opinion piece, by the way. Um, it is quite popular, but it is an opinion piece, uh, but that doesn't matter. The thing is, I don't, uh, I don't fully disagree with them because um, atheism is an umbrella that includes what they're promoting. They, in that paper, they acknowledge what the common usage is, absence of belief in deities. Not in so many words, but they do mention that. So they do acknowledge it, and they're making a recommendation just for their specialized for a specialized area. So, so uh, specialized, for, so for philosophy. Um, for the philosophers who uh, accept the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy's definition, yeah. And I, I do think that uh, I do disagree with them on that. I do think that they could have done better, but it's the way it is. Yeah. Uh, so Britannica, a more adequate characterization of atheism consists in the more complex claim that to be an atheist is to be someone who rejects belief in God for the following reasons. Now, my expectation so are you are, so are you rejecting Britannica as well? Are they also incorrect and only uh, talking to a very niche subset of philosophers and some Britannica? Okay, so I'll address this, and then I want to get back to the debate topic um, because I, I didn't expect that we'd be going into these huge this big rabbit hole. Um, the Britannica uh, Encyclopedia is attempting to uh, impose an intellectual consideration on what atheism is by my uh, read of it. And um, the thing about atheism uh, being not believing in deities is that there is no minimum or maximum uh, intelligence requirement for that or intellectual requirement for that. Um, not believing something is, is not requiring that you actually understand the concept in my view. So you're so, suggesting that the quote comprehensive definition of atheism is not being specific. That's not what I just read from is not from like an introduction or from a little abstract. That's from like the, it's literally a comprehensive definition of atheism. And uh, it's like, and it's, Britannica? Yeah. Well, they are putting an intellectual consideration onto it, which is uh, an additional requirement that really doesn't apply to atheism. It can, but it's optional. Okay, so do you, up to the individual atheist to decide whether or not they want to have an intellectual requirement on it. Oh, okay. So do you reject? Uh, um, do you reject the uh, Collins definition of atheist? So there are different definitions in different dictionaries. I've cited a number of dic uh, dictionary definitions on one of the websites that I run, um, quite a few, um, including older dictionaries that go back to the 1800s and I think 1700s as well. So it showed the continuity here. But I think that we're way off topic here. I well, think I mean, we're, wait, we're, talking, we're talking about skepticism. And the point I'm making is that if... You, if your definition of atheism and the act versus the actual definition of atheism, it's not my personal definition, it is standard definition. Yeah. So, Collins, an atheist is a person who believes that there is no God. Um, you know, Merriam Webster used to, and, and then it says compare agnostic. So, you're doing a comparison at that point. Uh, Cambridge, someone who does not believe in any God or gods. So, um, yeah, you've got uh, not believing in any God or God or gods or related to such uh, beliefs. And you got the dictionary.com, a person who denies or disbelieves the existence of a supreme being or beings. 
So, I mean, yeah. I, and I can keep going. I've got a whole bunch more of these, but the point Definitions is. Definitions are kind of muddled. There's been some confusion and there is uh, part of the problem is that there are people with, uh, that I suspect may have had certain motives in, in writing these definitions. If they were actually uh, taking a look at the linguistic structure, uh, like they do with most of the words, they would be defined better than, than they are. And there are other dictionaries like the Merriam-Webster dictionary that used to define it as the belief, that the doctrine that there's no gods. Uh, and uh, a few years ago, they changed it. Merriam-Webster has updated it to be consistent with uh, etymology, linguistic structure, and common usage. So, hang on. Did, did, did I just hear you correctly? Did, did I just hear you correctly that you think there was a, a conspiracy to no. uh, have a false definition or a modified definition? And secondarily, did you just state that the people, whoever has been assigned all across multiple dictionaries, to determine the correct uh, definition of the word, that they haven't been studying the linguistics? No, I am... Because um, you just uh, stated that. You just said I that. stated that. It, 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 I suspect that there's been a problem there. I didn't okay. say there was a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I mean, if you suspect something that you cannot prove, that would be the direct antithesis. Okay, so are you willing to publicly state, if I go Google, whoever the name was of the people that were, were in, uh, assigned and responsible for those words, would you actually go face to face with that, those individuals and be like, I think that you didn't actually understand the linguistic etymology of atheist. Would you actually say that to somebody's face per, publicly? Who was the quote unquote expert to actually go and determine what, what it is? Yes, I'd be willing to talk to the experts uh, about that. Uh, Are there any other words you would be willing to make that argument about? Um, I guess um, agnosticism would possibly be another one. Um, uh, theism would be another one if uh, they're defining it to be only monotheistic because uh, theism is an umbrella term for things like polytheism and monotheism. Uh, monotheism being belief in one deity, polytheism being belief in multiple deities. But again, we're off topic here. And I mean, Oxford, theism, the belief in, in the existence of a god or gods, especially Hold belief on. in one god. I mean, I, I mean, it's, one it's second here, John, here. is that I think Randolph was still in mid-sentence. So do want to hear the rest from Randolph, and then I promise we'll come back to you. I, I think that we're, we're off topic here, and that uh, John is uh, going to great lengths to try to um, use a different uh, definition of uh, atheism than what is in common usage. Uh, I Well, my response to that would be audience. Um, go do some basic Googling for yourself. And when there's papers written two and a half years ago about the fact that what it, my opponent is claiming is, is the common definition is actually a relatively new iteration predominantly in the United States and Canada, um, I find it very entertaining to, uh, to be hearing that from my opponent. But in relation to skepticism, the... Uh, I would say that you're extraordinarily skeptical. I don't know if it's rational skepticism, but you're definitely skeptical about whether or not anybody who disagrees with your outlier interpretation is somehow conspiring to taint the interpretation, the definition of a word. Well, I question it when I see something like a, uh, I think it's reasonable to question this and, and wonder about this when you see a, a, a definition that uh, smacks of an attempt to vilify atheists by saying the doctrine that there are no gods. It, it seems ridiculous and absurd to me. Like when the dictionaries have that, um, my first question is, okay, what doctrine? <laughs> Nobody's been able to present any such doctrine because there is none. 
And I'll just point out that uh, American atheists, um, the Puerto Rico atheists, uh, the UK atheists, the Australian atheists, and the Ireland, Atheist Ireland, as well as my organization that I run, Canadian Atheists, all agree that atheism is an absence of belief in deities. It means not believing in deities. Um, and I'll just clarify a little further. We're not uh, excluding people who uh, make who use a more narrow scoped definition for themselves. Um, we're just uh, taking this uh, uh, all-encompassing, all-inclusive uh, umbrella definition that is consistent with linguistic structure and etymology and common usage. So, so do you believe there are no gods? I don't hold that belief that there's no deities. So the answer is no. So you're a non-theist. Yeah, I'm an atheist. Uh, no, a, a, a non, a non-theist. No, non they're exactly the same thing. The non-prefix and the a-prefix are synonymous. These are affixes in linguistics, and uh, they're they're quite common now. There are times when they're used in different ways, uh, but these are uh, those are the outliers. Interesting. Yep. So you're saying that uh, no, you're asking for an anti-prefix. So 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 you're so you're suggesting that the uh, so not your it is your position it is your formal position that a non-theist is a direct synonym of atheist. Yeah, it just non-theism is just not so often used because it more easily rolls off the tongue to say atheist than non-theist. Uh, for most people. And the same thing when people talk about anti-theism, uh, they don't use emtheism, they, they'll use anti-theism, because anti-theism is easier to say than emtheism. Right, but non is not taking a formal position. It's not, it's either affirmative, uh, it's not an affirmative. Correct, same with a, a prefix, they're synonymous. So you're suggesting that the a has nothing- or amoral are the same. <laughs> okay, so you're not suggesting that the amoral portion would be a outlier versus uh, against? So, no, no, I, like non-moral I, 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 is something I never really hear people say. I hear them Well, just because people don't say it, does, there's a lot of words that people don't say. That has zero to do with whether or not the position, and right now we're talking about atheists. I'm trying, I'm trying to clarify something. So people don't typically say non-moral. They typically say amoral. Same with atheists. People don't typically say non-theist. We typically say atheist non-theist and atheist are synonymous just like amoral and non-moral would be synonymous so are you saying that's this is true in philosophy uh depends on which philosophers uh, you're talking to i suppose because uh when i see philosophical papers where people are defining terms differently um then i know i'm going to read the paper in that manner So I think this goes back to one of the earlier points I was making. You operate from a 100% subjective worldview that can metamorphosize to fit whatever your current position is. I, uh, I think my worldview is definitely subjective. Um, if you and I agree on certain things, we can make object objective or non-subjective determinations about various things. Um, but the rest of what you're saying, I... Uh, uh, as I strive to be a proper skeptic, I, I look at different things and, and try to try to figure out where I'm getting things wrong and getting things right as best I can. Um, so, um, uh, what 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 is your understanding of skepticism? My understanding of skepticism, as I stated in my opening statement, is that um, it's the application of doubt about the truth of a statement, of the truth of something. 
Uh, can you re repeat that one more time? Okay, yeah, in my opening statement, I, I, I stated skepticism is the application of doubt about the truth of something. That was the first sentence. Okay, so do you think I, that you I, shouldn't, uh, I mean, <clears throat> what, what I understand of is the philosophy position that one should refrain from making truth claims and avoid the postulation of final truths. Um, yeah, I think that's quite reasonable. And, you know, this is where propositions are interesting, because uh, you did mention some propositions earlier and uh, in your presentation, which was very, uh, very professional looking, by the way. Um, they had, uh, you had uh, uh, made some kind of a mention about um, uh, different responses to propositions. And my understanding of the proposition is that either you're accepting it or you're not. And if, if you need to know further details, uh, presenting additional propositions is basically the key to that. Right. And that's why theism is a proposition. Yes, it Atheism is. Atheism is. Well, anti-theism <laughs> would be a proposition. Okay. So if I, if I make the statement, I don't believe in deities, I, I suppose you could put that as a proposition and uh, you can accept that or not. Um, like if you were, if somebody were to come along and tell me that they believe in a deity, because it's a common thing for people to do, I generally just going to believe them. Now, if you were going to tell me that um, uh, you believed in Hindu goddess and you're wearing a big cross on your, around your neck, a Christian crucifix, I'm going to have some doubts about what you're saying, of course, but um, the uh, but you know you you tell me you're Christian, I believe you. I, I have no doubt that you believe. Okay, so are you suggesting that the a and anti, sorry, a myself and then anti are the same? Nope. Okay, anti so indicates opposition. Right, it's against, right, opposed. Yeah. Um, versus the rejection of. So the uh, I think. Uh, by rejection is a bit of a loaded term. It comes up and gets confused a lot. Um, sometimes people are, are kind of writing rejection when they mean not accepting. And um, it can be taken as, as an opposite sometimes. There is, I... Well, not, not accepting would be an affirmative no. No, no. Okay, here, I'll give you an example. Re refusal to accept okay, something is an affirmative no by default. Nope, nope. And I'll give you an example. Let's consider this. All right, follow through this with me. Um, if three options are paper, scissors, and rock, and I make the statement, rock is the winner, and you don't accept that statement, which of the other two is the opposite? You're in Where a my you're, 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 no, you're in a try option scenario versus a dichotomous one. We need, well, but we need to- Do, Is God, is, God the, is, is the existence of God dichotomous? Sure. Um, okay. So but, then your point, then your point is irrelevant. But not no, because not accepting. You can have, you can have yes, no, maybe. Not no, not accepting the proposition doesn't mean I've accepted it. You need to put in a, an additional proposition to find out if the opposite is the case. That's how it works. That's my understanding. Okay. So are you? Is it your position that theism is not a proposition? Oh no, I think theism can be stated as a proposition, indeed, because it's it's the belief in one or more deities. Okay. So how is anti-theism it is the not the rejection the belief, of it is the belief that there are no deities so it's the opposite of theism okay but you used to say you said you just lack belief yeah i i don't hold a belief in deities so you don't reject the uh the belief that god exists you just lack a belief 
say that again. I, I just want to make sure I understand you clearly. So you're not rejecting the belief that God exists. Yeah, I, I don't hold a position on it any anyway. Uh, a belief position, no. Okay, so you take neither an affirmative nor uh, an affirmative yes or an affirmative no. Therefore, you are not an atheist. Yes, I you, am. No. I don't believe in deities. I'm an atheist. <laughs> so, okay. So, so I think so, so, I so, think so, so your skeptical position here is, is I don't actually have to make any, you try to apply skepticism to atheism in the position that I don't actually have to take a position. I, I, I don't apply skepticism to atheism because it's it's not holding any position. It's the null hypothesis. It's the default. So the, the rational conclusion of skepticism in face of any belief statement is not believing. Oh, hang on. Any, just repeat that. I think if somebody is to present that to say, oh, I believe that this goddess or this god is real or something, um, and I think you should too. The skeptic is going to come along and say, okay, I have doubts about this, whether this is real. Why should I believe in this if it's, if, unless I can know that it's real? So the rational conclusion is to not believe it. Unless you can provide some sort of going to go into Q&A shortly, gentlemen. So you're, what you're stating is that it's always going to be the rational conclusion to reject a position. To not accept it. Well, not accepting is the, that if you didn't accept something, you've rejected it. Yeah, there's, there's a bit of a, an implication with a bit of baggage on that. That's why I prefer to use the word not accepting. But if you're meaning not accepting by rejecting, yeah, I can go with that. Well, I mean, why the hell would we have words except reject if you're going to claim, well, I'm going to go more with ex not accepting. Okay, is that synonymous with rejecting? Well, depends on your perspective. Okay. No, no, That's no, just plain, it goes, it, this goes back to semantic gamesmanship that is a very common tactic with YouTube atheists specifically. Okay, what do you mean by YouTube atheists? Maybe you can clarify what you mean by that. Uh, people running around on YouTube, such as yourself, having debates, and crowing that things such as your position of lacktheism are somehow the uh, standard when it's clearly delineated that they are not the standard. It's a niche subset on YouTube and in some online communities. Okay, so versus philosophy in general. I mean, go, so go, go okay. So, uh, do you think Graham Oppie would you, would you say that Graham Oppie is a well known atheist philosopher of high regard? Uh, yeah, I've spoken with him once. Okay, well, Graham Oppie is on video. I watched it yesterday, rejecting your position. Okay. So are you suggesting... I, like that. I oh. will have to take a look into that. Um, I'm wondering now, when you're talking about YouTube atheists, uh, when you use that term, it sounds like you're meaning all atheists who are on YouTube. And my experience is that not all atheists on YouTube share this view. Okay, so then you, okay, per your admission there, then perhaps you're the outlier, not the commonality, but you just, you've claimed throughout this entire debate that your position is the correct established one for the majority. And I suggested that uh, etymology and linguistic structure both support me along with common usage that I'm encountering uh, both online and offline. So the positions I put forth, which reject that position, 
clearly um, are false. I didn't accept them. Um, so you, so, so you, so you didn't receive, so are, are we not accepting or are we rejecting? Which one? Well, uh, you mentioned about the, uh, the Royal Society uh, writing an article and you asked me to indicate a position on it. And I told you, I can't take a position because I've not read the whole article. So there's an example of one that I can't reject, but I can say I don't accept based on the, uh, the introduction that you gave it. So are you rejecting or accepting Stanford? It's not a black and white thing. I think that Stanford is limiting the scope of what atheism means. If it's to be used uh, broadly in common uh, language, then I would disagree with them. So, um, they actually acknowledge that atheism is the absence of belief in deities. It is without goddesses and gods. Um, they're, um, and they're recommending a usage for a particular uh, academic uh, area of philosophy. So they're, they're kind of looking at a specific community and recommending it for that community is how I see that. So when they specifically stated in two different positions that it's not the absence, are you claiming that those sentences are incorrect? They actually acknowledged that it is commonly used this way. And what they're stating is they're making a recommendation for uh, a much smaller group of people who are in academic philosophy to, uh, to use it this way. Now, not all academics agree with them. So you are formally rejecting it? Well, what they're doing in academia at the Stanford University is up to them. Okay, so are you, are you or are you not formally rejecting the position that is clearly stated by the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy about the term absence and it not being applicable? So if that's going to be outside of the scope of their university, then yeah, I'll reject it. But within the scope of their university, it's up to them how they manage it. <laughs> so, I'm so, not dodging here. I'm giving clear so, answers. How, how is that remotely clear? You, you claim, okay, you've been claiming that that's not actually the, that none of the things that I, the sources I've used, which are, are you suggesting that Stanford, uh, Britannica, Royal Society, and uh, what was it? Uh, so we've been philosophy and, and, and philosophy encyclopedia. Are, are you say, are you stating that those are outlier, non-established, non-credible, non-peer-reviewed sources? Uh, no, I'm not making that statement. Okay, so you, but you're saying and that even though they, even, even though they take polar opposite positions to you, you're I, claiming that they're the ones that are the outliers, not you. Well, I haven't read the Royal Society's article, for example. Okay, so well, look, we'll, I, we'll, we'll remove the Royal Society. Since, since you try, you accuse me of uh, miss of not reading things from uh, one of my other sources, and obviously you read it before. So, because you, if you thought that I was leaving something out, um, what uh, do you reject them? And their position. So the Internet Encyclopedia of Philosophy, I agree with their first paragraph. Um, and I know that there's, uh, and I find it uh, interesting that they um, present some different ideas in different parts of that article. So, you know, I, I think I agree with parts of it and disagree with parts of it. Uh, Britannica is definitely reputable. Um, but the, I feel that they're adding an intellectual consideration to me, which seems arbitrary and uh, beyond the scope of what atheism is. So I think they're erroneous in that point. So is your skepticism applied to uh, methodological naturalism, which I believe is a position you take? Methodological naturalism. So excuse me while I quickly look that up, unless you want to just tell me what that is. I know. Go ahead and look it up. 
I'm amazed that you I've witnessed you have debates where you talk about things like multiple big bangs and such um, to some oh, yeah. plain existence, but you don't know what methodological naturalism is. Okay, methodological natural. Well, I want to make sure that I'm using the term in the right way here. So methodological naturalism is a way of acquiring knowledge. It is a distinct system of thought concerned with a cognitive approach to reality and is thus a philosophy of knowledge. Studies by sociologist Elaine Uckland suggest that religious scientists in practice apply methodological naturalism. So I, I'm still not entirely clear on it. Uh, it's not a doctrine, but an essential aspect of methodology of science. So it sounds like it's uh, utilizing science to determine things. Um, uh, so when it comes to reality, uh, one of the best tools that it seems to me that we have is scientific endeavor and uh, scientific consideration, scientific investigation of things. So I, I definitely would be siding with science on that because it has uh, uh, repeatedly demonstrated to be reliable. And uh, when new facts are presented, uh, that it's not, um, uh, it doesn't um, resist change. Uh, it adapts and, and follows with, with new discoveries. And, and one example of that, you mentioned the Big Bang and multiple Big Bangs. It was uh, Hawking and Penrose, as I understand, who updated their paper uh, in the face of quantum physics to support multiple Big Bangs uh, uh, as, uh, as creating the universe rather than just one single Big Bang. And so that would be an example of how science improves. So perhaps in earlier times, we were only capable with the tools we had at the time scientifically to uh, make this kind of uh, determination that uh, the Big Bang may be what it is that we started with. And, uh, and Catholic, there were Catholics who contributed to that science, by the way, and it was great. Um, so anybody can contribute to science, which is wonderful. Um, there's, uh, and, but now with the quantum physics understanding, they, they've adapted and uh, expanded on it, pun not intended. So is, you, is it your position as a lack theist that even though something we have not observed, we cannot prove, cannot repeat, uh, we should believe? That's not my position as an atheist, no. Um, no, no, I'm talking about as a skeptic now. Oh, as a skeptic. All right. So um, I don't see skepticism as doctrinal. So uh, I think it, it's mainly just about embracing doubt and uh, questioning uh, the veracity of a claim. And uh, it's, it's a very useful tool set in that regard. Okay, so as a skeptic... Logic, as logic a, is an important tool in that. So as a skeptic, mm -hmm. you claim that there is no reason to believe that God exists, correct? No, I don't make that claim. I don't claim that there is no reason. Um, that would carry a burden of proof. So do you, so here's a question. Do you actually Pascal's consider wager. the, Pascal's do wager. you actually consider the arguments? No, Pascal's wager is a reason that can be, um, rational to people who, uh, consider it to be a logical thing to consider. So have you personally actually considered the arguments in favor of God? I've considered some. Um, there's uh, like one of them was the clam cosmological argument that's been presented as something that proves God, but uh, it doesn't seem to me to connect the dots to proving God. Okay. Okay. So just to clarify, you claim you lack a belief. You claim that skepticism is the ration or atheism is the rational inclusion of skepticism, but per your own admission, you haven't really gone and looked into the arguments for or against. 
you're yeah, just kind of yeah. you're just kind of reach this position like uh, somehow and you're not actually investigating it is that correct so uh no i have looked into some of these now i wished that we had spent more time in this debate going over some of those kinds of considerations uh but um i uh, unfortunately um we ended up uh talking about uh, definitions and things like that um, I did a number of times attempt to bring the conversation back, but uh, you wanted to keep going on and on about definitions. So that's fine. I went along with so, that. So, so I, just I, to, I again, to clarify, you don't act, so just to clarify, you don't actually go and personally research the evidence for or against God. I have. You have, but you're not currently doing so. You're not on an ongoing basis. You're not looking at new Depends. arguments and new things. Is that fair? I'm busy building a studio right now. I don't have enough time for that at the moment. Uh, but if there's some new arguments, I'll certainly. So, so you have them. you have enough time to run multiple websites to attempt to normalize atheism and to uh, help people realize to stop vilifying and such. But you don't have enough time to go and pursue the freely and easily accessible information for for evidence and arguments for and against God online. You have time for this whole debate and any preparation you did, which, well, you did have one paragraph opening, so it might not have been that much, but the... There was more than one paragraph there. The... You're not actually actively going and doing this, but you're a... You're being an active atheist? I'm an activist. You're an activist who is not actually researching whether or not your... the, The position you were being an activist for is valid? How did you jump to that conclusion? Because I just asked you if you are on an ongoing basis doing active research into the arguments, which to which you said, not really. And then you just said, oh, I'm building a studio. I don't have time to do so. But you have time to be an activist you, you as an atheist. I said, um, I, it comes and goes. Sometimes I have more time for this and I, I do this. There's only so much time in the day. I, I'm not going to live forever. So there's other things in life I have to take care of, but I, I do research it. Uh, it comes and goes. I'm not actively researching anything at this moment, but... Um, what, what was the last thing that you researched as a, um, as a skeptical atheist? I uh, was looking into Pascal's uh, gambit, Pascal's wager, and uh, I have reviewed it before, but I looked into it a bit further and I came to the conclusion that it's gambling. And I compared it to a casino in a recent stream. So uh, how a casino operates in that when it comes to gambling, the odds are usually stacked against the gambler. And uh, it's no different Pascal's wager. And one thing I pointed out is that with Pascal's wager, uh, there is this idea that all you have to do is to believe in God and you will go to heaven. But then what I also added to that, it seems that after people accept that wager and they start believing, then more then there's upselling that goes on and people start being required to do more to donate to the church to get involved in church activities to do other things to promote it to other people and get other people converted and and that wasn't part of the original deal so there's there's issues like that that i've i've raised about it because okay okay so we going to so jump Pascal's into wager, Q&A. hang on james hang on one second the no Pascal's wager we're gonna has, jump into q a so do appreciate it this isn't the topic for tonight's debate. If you guys want to come back and debate Pascal's wager, I'm open to that. But do want to jump into these questions, unless you guys have anything on the topic that we actually have for tonight. Just wanted to say, John, thank you very much for tonight. I, I really appreciated this um, uh, time with you. I wished we got more into uh, the different arguments for God, but I, I'm, I'm glad that we hashed this out. Gotcha. I want to remind you folks. 
Our guests are linked in the description. You can hear plenty more where that came from. And that includes, if you're listening to Modern Day Debate via podcast, you can find their links in the description of that as well. And so if you haven't checked out the podcast yet, pull your phone out, pull up your favorite podcast app, and find Modern Day Debate, as we've been really excited that a lot of people are saying, oh, it's useful while I'm like cleaning around the house, driving to work, whatever it is. And so that's encouraging. And so what we're going to do is, jumping into these questions, do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Steven Steen, nasty guy, says, rocks are the ultimate example of objects with a rational position. Hashtag checkmate atheist rocks. I have, I guess that's for me. Um, the, uh, uh, this idea went around, uh, it comes up from time to time that people are claiming rocks are atheists because rocks don't believe in deities. Now, there's a difference between an implicit and explicit uh, um, view on this. So implicitly, rocks would qualify as not believing in deities, as atheists. But what I'm talking about with atheists is the explicit version of this, where someone explicitly is, uh, is not believing in deities. They have the capability of deviating from that. Um, they, they have a mind, they can conceptualize what a deity is and then decide whether to believe in it or be convinced by it. Um, that would be an example of uh, explicitly being uh, an atheist is one who is capable, not necessarily one who has considered these ideas, but one who has at least the capability of, of considering these ideas. And uh, so rocks and other inanimate objects obviously don't have those capabilities, so they would only be implicit. I'm I'm not really interested in uh, debating about implicit to this implicit point. Gotcha. This one coming in from Grimlock says, here's one for you, Maddox. If you want to respond now, they say, so far, this is all semantics and well poisoning. This is Grimlock. They say, get on topic, Maddox. (laughs) If they don't understand the point being made in relation to the topic, then... I think that, similar to my opponent, they need to go do some more research. Next up, Sebastian says, John, I am a biblical creationist, and I believe in a young earth. What is your opinion about the age of the earth? Have you looked into flood geology? Thanks, Sebastian, for that question. Uh, I've looked into it. I lean towards young earth. The uh, From a biology perspective, I do completely. Um, I'm open to other stuff, but I generally lean um, young earth. Gotcha. And this one coming in from Mark Reed. Thanks, says Maddox, the Stanford says, definitions, plural, of atheism, it has multiple definitions. Why did you omit the other definitions it provides? The other definitions do not contradict the point that's being made as the foundation that's being set up as to what the freaking word is and what it's founded upon, which is what I was reading. Next up, Daniel G603 says, An atheist is traditionally someone who believes there is no God. That's not a claim to certainty. Turn off atheist experience. Um, I disagree. Gotcha. This Uh, one. Atheist experience is a great show. You've been on there too, haven't you, James? No, I never actually have. Oh, 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 you were doing stuff with uh, Matt Dillon. Oh, yeah. We were on set. Yeah. At the building. That's true. Hosting some debates. That's right. Yes, that is true. Grimlock, thanks for your question. I'm going to interject on that one. So it's interesting that the uh, morphological uh, fusion point that I was making is something that Dillahunte uses all the time when he calls himself an agnostic atheist. So I guess my point that I was pointing out is actually a valid one, at least according to uh, the actions taken by Matt Dillahunte. Good. 
Next up, Daniel G six six oh three says an atheist Oh, we got that one. Grimlock says, Let's just replace atheism to be unbelief in gods. Now debate the topic. John has no argument and has resorted to such a cheap red herring. Um, no, there's non-theists, agnostic, apatheist. I mean, there's many different clearly defined positions. Are you just going to negate all of those? Or does atheism equal the denial or rejection of a belief in God? I mean, it's the existence of God. Like, that's what it means. Uh, the other ones have other meanings in relation to God. <laughs> I mean, the, the semantic lunacy here is, is quite entertaining. Chris Gammon says, Maddox, if you accept Randolph's definition of atheism, do you then admit he has won the debate? If not, please argue based on his definition. Well, A, I'm not to argue on somebody else's definition when my definition, or the definition that I put forth is delineated. His is an outlier. And, I mean, we can debate it all back and forth, but in what universe do you have to concede? I guess you're maybe in beta world, but that's not, uh, I guess that's why you're not having a debate. Depends which country you're in. Some you have to concede always. <laughs> well, Next up. I'm not, I'm not in France. Everyday Valet. In France. <laughs> Everyday Valet says, if God is real, he should know what it would take to convince that he is real, and yet he has failed. You know, I find this one so, in, that, that ongoing talking point, so ad no, ugh, so annoying. Okay, um, I'm just going to use my opponent as an insult, but I'm going to use uh, Randolph as an example of this. Okay. Um, per his own admission, he isn't actively going and researching the evidence for or against God, just like the vast majority of the individuals who make that statement of, if God was real, he, he knows what would make convince me. It's like, well, hmm, let's see. Maybe if you actually took the initiative and went and looked, you would also become convinced. Gotcha. Well, I have looked, and I'm not convinced. Not in a long time, apparently. Uh, this, no, that's incorrect. This question. You admitted it. Coming up from Mr. Bo Diddley says, Maddox spends 20 minutes arguing definitions in bad faith, then accuses others of arguing semantics. LOL. Also, James, thanks for hosting this. Oh, you're very welcome. So, so this guy, <laughs> what's, what's this guy's name? Diddley? Mr. Bo Diddley to you, John. Oh, okay, so, uh, so Bo Diddley, um, the entire point of reading definitions and getting the clarification was to avoid semantic BS. If you can't comprehend that, perhaps your IQ is not high enough to be involved in these sorts of conversations. Go learn a little bit about what the whole point of having definitions be defined is in relation to debate before you make stupid statements like that. Next up, Chris Gammon. I, I clarified in the opening statement what was meant. It was very clear. Go ahead, James. Chris Gammon strikes again, says Maddox, you can ask for examples of what would qualify as proof of God forever. He gave an example and admits he could imagine other options. Come on. Okay, so if you can imagine other options, um, why would it be the rational position to take? Is the, is the, well, the one that I'm most uh, certain of is if God made me God. I mean, if it's going to require that level of uh, certainty, then I question your ability to have critical, do any kind of critical thinking if it requires all the way to that extreme to reach a positive conclusion. I mean, it's like in, in no other context 
would it be like i literally have to be michael jordan in order to believe that michael jordan could dunk from the free throw line like that's the equivalent of what we're talking about here versus hmm i wonder if somebody could can actually do that it's it's that i just point out that's a mischaracterization of what i said um i i said that i want to experience two of god's characteristics not all of them which is not the same as saying that I want to be God. I don't want to be God. So back to the whole point of playing semantic games. Uh, if, semantic. You, if you are if you are omnipotent, are you not by obvious to anybody with remote modicum of common sense? If you're omnipotent, you are a God. Yes or no? Um, you actually have to think your, about this. Your question. If, if, you're, if you're omnipotent, are you a God? That is a manipulative question, and uh, <laughs> it is. I have to let the him only, respond. And the answer. I'm just answer laughing. Is nuanced. If the only requirement is to be omniscient, uh, omnipotent, to be a god, then I guess that would be, as a matter of consequence, yes, it is not my intention. This one coming in from Will Stewart says, John, why do you find it necessary to use a narrow definition fallacy in order to negate Randolph's position? Would it not be more logical to argue the merits of his position rather than the definition of an encyclopedia? Okay, so again, obviously these atheists are not comprehending the point being made. Which is that, oh, I've had many interactions with the, uh, if you don't comprehend that the entire point of this was about skepticism being the, or atheism being this rational, operative word, rational conclusion of skepticism. If you're not... one, if you don't, one of the recognized issues with skepticism is that you go f- so far out that you require things like literally being omnipotent in order to believe that God exists. And then you're going to try and apply that outlier mindset to black theism versus the rejection of God and the recognized definition of it that is clearly defined it from multiple sources to remove any nuance from the, from the equation and then to create a foundational position to have the debate about skepticism, and then we continue down the semantic rabbit holes. And then I'm the one that's accused of this. It's very it, it was one example of a requirement that would satisfy my, uh, my doubt. That fellow, by the way, was a Christian. Now, Sigma Any says, John. Who, Who was? Will Stewart asked that last one. He's a Will Calvinist. Stewart's a Christian. He's Since coming. When? He's coming on Monday. He's a Calvinist. He's debating Sky. Oh, oh, he's a, oh, he's a Calvinist. Well, that makes total sense. Ooh, Sigma Any says, John, what novel, testable, repeatable future predictions can we make to help us discover the glory of God? Parentheses without faith, etc. Uh, okay, I'll make a prediction. I will predict that. Um, we will discover a subset code base information transfer protocol from Carl and spin selectivity and that it is an additional layer of information that is sent through electrons when do you have a time frame in mind when that prediction will come to fruition i'm just curious. within my lifetime juicy this one coming in appreciate it from sigma any who says john Oh, we got that. Amy Newman says, after show on my channel, that's linked in the description, folks, 11 p.m. after this debate, and question for John. For John, are you an agnostic theist? If so, on a scale from 1 to 100, how confident are you that a God is real? 
Uh, repeat, please. They asked, uh, let's see. Are you an agnostic theist? If no. so, so on a scale of 1 to 100, where would you fall in terms of your degree of belief? That, that God exists? Yep. I mean, 95. Gotcha. And Will Stewart strikes again. He says, John, are definitions nothing more than the editorial process of the individual that wrote them? Should you not be more interested in debating the position of your opponent? Well, actually, I attempted to do that uh, in some positions uh, regarding the lack of belief, and there was nuanced dancing about that one as well. James Grobe throws his hat into the ring. He says, Maddox, atheism is the result of logic and reason. Therefore, atheism is inherently rational. See how that works? Um, the amount of suspension of rational thought, logic, and uh, basic reasonable considerations by a significant portion of YouTube atheists uh, would directly countermand that position. I'm not suggesting that all atheists are illogical. I would just say it's not the uh, the common reasoning. Next up, Mark Reed says, Maddox, what does amoral mean? <sighs> Next. We already went over this in the debate. They can go back and watch. Gotcha. They did talk about the prefix a earlier. So I, to be fair we to did. John, he's not trying to blow you off. Um, we I, went around we went around about, around about a and the definitions of and the meanings of it, not and without over and over and over again versus non, whether non and a are synonymous. Go Mark, do some research. Mark Reed, let me know if your question came in after that. Um, I assume it might've come before they talked about the prefix a, but let me know. Jamie Russell says atheist equals not a theist. Agnostics lack belief. Lack theism is tipping hat that you reject the agnostic title, but pointing out you aren't atheist. Is that for me? I don't know. Um, That's that's, that's Jamie Russell? Yes. Yeah, that's Randolph. Can you read it again? There are quite a few terms tossed in there. They say atheist equals not being a theist. And they say, agnostics lack belief. Lack theism is tipping your hat that you reject the agnostic title, but pointing out you aren't atheist. So agnosticism is about not knowing whether deities are real. Um, It's an epistemological category. It's focused, it's centric to knowledge. Um, Atheism is about not believing in deities, which is you could say psychological state. It's, it's a, it's a belief statement or a a non-belief statement. So not believing atheism, not knowing agnosticism. Gotcha. Karag Nightwolf. Thank you for your question. Says John and Randolph need to become Muslims before it's too late. And by the way, if you happen to be a Muslim debater, let us know folks. We are looking for Muslim debaters. It's hard to find Muslim debaters, to be honest. Michael Dresden says Maddox is right. Graham Oppie is a famous atheist philosopher, and he constantly has to teach atheists that atheism is a rejection of theism, not absence. Yep. And, and by the way, the, uh, somehow I was looking for that, lat, that previous question. Um, not all atheists deny that gods exist, that God exists. That's correct, which is what I was saying in the debate as well. 
so are you saying that they are not um are, are they just an outlier group no i'm not saying that at all i'm saying everybody who um like people who take an anti-theistic uh position that deities don't exist are also as a matter of consequence atheists because they obviously be don't believe in deities so so they don't they do believe in deities they just reject them no they, they believe deities don't exist well no i mean there's groups there's subsets of atheists that actually do uh accept that gods exist but they just reject they still reject them huh i mean uh, I, yeah i'm I, I trying to pull it i mean I, I read about this yesterday let me see if i can pull it up and quote it to you those are theists no no no, no. there's a clearly defined subset of atheists uh let me see if i can pull it up from here if they believe that deities exist they're theists if they don't believe deities exists they're atheists it's really that simple mm, so the rejection if it goes back to atheists being somebody who rejects uh god can still be uh might be an outlier there so you can find that uh, paper that was talking about this this one comes in from jamie russell who says randolph should apply skepticism to why people make distinctions in language christianity paved the way to tolerate his lack theism bruh um christianity did not pave the way for it um throughout history christianity even there's a part in the bible that states that uh, infidels should be killed and uh i'll just uh, bring up the uh, section of that if you just give me one sec here i'll have it right away for you um it is uh i have it at my fingertips here so under uh, the Holy Bible, uh, and I'll read from the King James translation, True Chronicles, uh, sorry, True uh, Two Chronicles, uh, fifteen thirteen, says that whoever would not seek the Lord God of Israel should be put to death, whether small or great, whether man or woman. That does not sound like Christianity paving the way to atheism to me. Gotcha, and thank you very much for your question. This one coming in from spicy Rhodes, who says what evidence does maddox need to believe in a different god other than his own i'm just believing a different god other than his own okay so one they're gonna have to present to me which the other god that i would be concluding about that's reasonable um otherwise it's just hypothetical yeah i mean What's this person's name, James? Their name is Spicy Rhodes. Okay, Spicy <laughs> Rhodes, if you want to have a debate about this, email James. I like that name. Juicy. Yes. <laughs> Maybe you ought to start saying spicy. Web Bard says, John, why call us atheists? We don't fit your definition. Just because you want to uh, create your own fantasy land doesn't mean that you actually left reality. Atheism is not about creating a fantasy land. Well, I did a video on the atheist fantasy land projection complex, which is very, very fascinating. I did it as a joke originally, and it's proving itself to be true. Send me a link. I'll take a look. And want to quick remind you as we have more questions right here but i want to remind you speaking of links both of our guests are linked in the description folks mr bo diddley says bringing up iq john christian behavior question mark i do declare <laughs> you know i find it very entertaining that uh 
People love to talk mad trash when they get called out. Oh, that's not Christian. It's like, well, I'm, I apologize for you having lived in a soy boy environment where people let you get away with being a jackass, but uh, that's not the world I live in. And if you can't hang, don't come and play. In other words, political correctness is not my master. Next up. True. Will Stewart says, John, so now you are in a position to judge the issue of my salvation? Are you claiming to be Jesus? So since we didn't talk about that or eternal ramifications or whatnot, I'm not really sure where they're coming from on that one. Are you just showing up late to the debate and like throwing in usual BS talking points? No, I think it's because earlier you answered a question and uh, I was asking, is, is that person an atheist? You assume they're an atheist. And so I think that's the same person. I think it that's is. what he's referring to. It is indeed. Okay, well, again, the everything I said. The Calvinist. Just, just uh, reiterate again. Gotcha. Yeah, and stop bad-mouthing my soy products, John. What's your deal? Next up, thank you very much for your question, you, Jason. You're not, you're not only on soy, James. I have so much soy. Nobody has more soy than me, believe me. Jay Pacific says, does John Maddox believe one can come to believe in God by research alone? If so, what is the purpose of the Holy Spirit and one's conviction? Um, so do I think somebody can come to the belief in God through research alone? Yes, I do. Juicy. I, I think that's probably true. I, I think if you, people actually would take the time to go and use the resources that are at our fingertips in the modern era to go and look for the elements in relation to whether God does or does not exist, you have to willfully suspend rational thought, critical thinking, and um, the intellectual capacities we've been blessed with to not reach the conclusion that God exists. And judging from the talking points I hear over and over again from a lot of people on YouTube, as an example, um, it either comes from a willful refusal to go and do the research or a rejection of things they find because it does not fit with their desperation to avoid any macro level responsibility gotcha and thank you very much for your question jay mixon just came in last minute says randolph is a great example of how to debate a gaming trichologist <laughs> I'm, I'm glad i mentioned pascal's gambit <laughs> juicy i don't know what a trichologist is that one of the new slang words you guys use now I'm guessing they're trying to say that John Maddox was being tricky in the debate. I, uh, I, I don't know if I entirely agree with that. Juicy. This one comes in from Mr. Bodidley. He says, donating to Maddox's vasectomy and John's soy milk. Well, thank you for that. You're having a vasectomy? Congrats. I didn't know that. So, uh, But yeah, we are, let's see. Did you say John's soy milk? You mean my soy milk? They must have meant me. But anyway, yes, no, I can assure you. I mean, John's not having a vasectomy, are you? Okay, <laughs> so, like, hold on one second. We had one last one come in. Um, Will we Stewart. This, we know this one must be juicy because James is pondering whether or not he's actually going to read it. <laughs> no, I, that's, uh, let's see. Will Stewart says. So you reject Romans 3, 10 through 17. I think this is the idea um, when we had mentioned the question earlier. 
of whether or not you could come to believe in God based on research alone. And then they said, but wait a minute, but if you do believe that, what is the role of the Holy Spirit? This is his follow-up to you. I, I'm i like, so this is like the one of the points in which I'm like so tempted to, I just wish I could myself insert myself into this debate, but go ahead, John. James, would you like me to read that passage? If you'd like, uh, in fact, yeah, I, I suppose, because sure. I think for I'll a lot read of... it out. And because uh, I think the question's for John. So I'll, I'll read it out. It says, from the New International Version, just came up in Google, Romans 3, 10 through 17. It says, as it is written, there is no one righteous, not even one. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God. All have turned away. They have together become worthless. There is no one who does good, not even one. Their throats are open graves, their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. Ruin and misery mark their ways, and the way of peace they do not know. John. Mm, okay, so that's all about the need for a savior. Um, let's see, let's go... Uh, What's this, what's this dude, this freaking Calvinist name, Will Stewart? Will he's Stewart. He's actually a really nice guy. Okay, so... Um, That's right. Randolph debated him like a week ago. <laughs> oh, it was, it was a wonderful debate. And, and we both agreed uh, later on in Amy's uh, after chat that um, neither of us won. <laughs> um, I'm not really certain how like, what his point is. Like, do you think that the spirit of god cannot reach somebody who is searching for god through uh the world that surrounds them um i'm pretty sure there's verses i think in romans chapter one about people without excuse because of what they observe um around the world the cosmos um that all thing heavens heavens uh, another verse the heavens declare the glory of god the firmament showeth his handiwork day and day of peace and night and night showeth force show, showeth forth righteousness i mean if you're going to go down that little nuanced, uh, narrow rabbit hole, Will, um, perhaps you should go and look at other things and see if scripture should be interpreted by scripture rather than a very narrow uh, exegesis of a small uh, passage. Juicy. And we do have some other questions. I, folks, we might not get to every single question, but I, I, earlier some people asked a couple that I, I do want to get to because we do still have a bit of time if, if you guys are okay with it. So Nikolai says, does lack of belief in a unicorn mean the same thing as being convinced unicorns do not exist? And should we come up with two names for these two worldviews? <laughs> That's not for me. You know my position on that one. They're not the same thing. Uh, one is uh, not holding a belief in unicorns. The other one is uh, taking a, a belief position that unicorns don't exist. Um, if it was something that gets commonly discussed, then I imagine a, a word would come up for it. Uh, I don't see that there's really enough discussion about it to, to warrant creating a, a specific word, but that, that's up to the general public. So what about what Tom Jump says about uh, as examples of like farting pixies and leprechauns? Should we do the same thing for farting pixies and leprechauns? Um, yeah, if, if you believe they don't exist, uh, well, I mean, no, I'm saying they, they, no, I'm saying that they apply that to atheism and theism. They do. We, we could just as easily believe in farting pixies or leprechauns. I, I don't just, know. Insert insert God. 
I, oh, okay. I, I didn't know what that had to do with atheism until you said that. Well, that's the whole point about the unicorns. Like, so do we need to have separate words for unicorns? Or, or leprechauns or farting pixies. I want to give Randolph a chance to respond, and then we do have a super chat as Will Stewart is really throwing his hat into the ring with you, Maddox. But go ahead first, uh, Randolph. Yeah, I, again, they're different categories. They're different classifications. So unicorns is a, a separate area. Uh, uh, pixies that are taking action in the universe uh, is is another category. Uh, leprechauns are another one. They're They're... They all sound like superstitions, and you know. But, but don't you? Thing. But don't you apply that same premise to like the gods of Greek mythology versus the Christian god versus Gaia or any other concept in relation to gods? You and mean goddesses? Uh, applying skepticism? Sure. No, no, no. Your point. You're saying that. Uh, oh well, it's just unicorns and leprechauns and farting pixies. Um, do you apply that same? dismissal to the gods of greek mythology oh, gods of christianity not, islam judaism or any uh like uh universal mind or anything like that, like that? I, I don't mean to be dismissive of it it's just i don't encounter this very often it's very rare that different ideas like this come up um so i don't really see so, so you don't think spiritualism for, is a rapidly growing that, position so i don't see the need for having a specific word indicating one doesn't believe in those things. Um, but if like what I was saying is if it starts getting discussed very commonly, I wouldn't be surprised if a word gets created for that. Will Stewart has yet another little response for you, Maddox, your new buddy out there, Will Stewart. Thank you very much. Says these two got a debate <laughs> says no one seeks God, not even one Maddox. <laughs> I think I would. I, oh, John. No, I, so I, I don't. Res, I mean, Calvinist Calvinism is quite possibly one of the stupidest uh, demarcations that has come out, especially the hyper Calvinist, which I'm guessing this clown show is. If he's all the way to that, nobody seeks God. I mean, that's just ridiculous. That nobody seeks God whatsoever. Okay. I, I, I mean, I, we, we we can go down that rabbit hole all day, buddy. I don't think it's very nice to call him a clown show. He's, he's, he's a real nice guy. I think he's quoting scripture, Maddox. Just, we are on the same page for that, right? If he wants to claim that nobody has ever sought God, is that what he's stating? I, I can't remember what verse it is, but that's what he's quoting. Again, if you're going into, okay, let's look at, con if there is a verse that says that, let's look at context, because there's other verses I know beyond doubt that talk about man searching for God. So uh, there's all, there's many Psalms that go into that, uh, uh, that concept. So if we want to go very hyper, nu hyper nuanced, very rigid interpretation of things, which is a very common tactic of Calvinists, um, we can, but I'm not here to debate a freaking Calvinist at 9.06 on Saturday night. If well, after, he's. If he, to, if he wants to have an after show at some point, we can. I can't do it tonight because I got got somewhere I got to be here in like thirty-five minutes. Well, I've um, got news for you. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Whatever. Good. He says in another super chat, "That's what the Bible says." John. He keeps saying that. And I, by the way, Will, um, one of the reasons I've been being such a jackass to you is because I know I've I picked up on the fact that you've been doing super chats, and I was actually helping James make money. So you're welcome, James. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. But thank you very much for your, let's see, James Grobe says, oh, 
Well, since so, I've had 99% of the uh, the Super Chats, I guess I, I think I have been somewhat <laughs> influential. Good. Next up, yeah. Top Dog Shattuck. Don't worry, John. You get all the credit. Next, Top Dog Shattuck says, <laughs> is um, it better? <laughs> I, I can't it... deal with Top Dog, man. That guy is, he is a weird. Are you weird... guys buddies? Uh, he's been on my show many times. I've watched, he's always on the uh, Speed of Pudding's channel. He, it's, <laughs> wow, he's a character. He's a character. He's a character. What's he saying? He says, Maddox, is it better to be an honest, rational human being than claiming a label? Atheism will come naturally. I don't even know what that means. I think uh, I'll say atheism is the natural, the null default, the, the, the null hypothesis default. We're, we're not believing in deities. Uh, it, it's something we either um, create a deity in our own imagination or mostly I think we learn it from others. And then, okay, okay, so how is it the null hypothesis if it's actually the common position? I have, I, I told you earlier in the debate that I actually don't generally consider it a position. Although atheism can be held as a position if people want to have... So, so you just said it's the null hypothesis, and that it, it, it's the natural one. That's the default, yeah. So, and, so, so that's a... Default. So, so, right, so, so you are saying that it's a position. Um, so if I don't hold a belief in something, it is a position if I have some justification for that. But if I don't have justification for not believing, then it's not necessarily, uh, it can just be like a class. So, 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 so you, do you or do you not have, so do you or do you not have justification for your current atheist position? I want to give him a chance to respond. Then we got to go to the next question. I don't uh, consider that a justification is necessary to not believe in deities. So you, so again, you don't actually go and research whether or not there is evidence for it. Well, that's a separate thing. I do research, but I don't actually. Have- <laughs> Man, this is the most amazing epic dodge! Wow, this 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 last thirty seconds is was worth the entire debate. It's a null position. It's the default <laughs> no hypothesis. I oh, wait, well, actually, um, so do, I, do you have a position on it? Do you have a, no? No, I don't really. I don't know. I don't uh, have a justification for not believing. I don't believe I need justification for not believing. So, okay, so you're suggesting that even though all these other people think they do have justification for it, you don't have to have justification as to why they're wrong. Nobody has to have justification for not believing things. Uh, okay, so in the context of, so you do you, are you an activist? Yes or no? Certainly. Okay, so if you're an activist, you are actively push putting forth that your position is the correct one no i'm not saying so you don't think the, so you don't think that you're actually an atheist no 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 i'm not saying that atheism is the correct position so you don't actually do anything i'm saying that atheism should be regarded as normal in society as a normal thing to not believe things is normal that's what i'm promoting that's but, but what my activism is about not, not believe things or just not believe in god well, in the case with Canadian atheists, that's definitely the crux of it all. Yes, not believing in deities is a normal thing for people. Okay, so put in any other topic. Politics, which is another one I know you are active in. Um, do you take a formal position in politics? Oh, wait. Oh, you do, because it's delineated on your website. So do you take formal I positions do, as, as an activist? Active positions in so, so you should take – so you think Hold that on, if, if you have, have a position, you should take – action and have justification for your position let's in politics. Let, I choose let's let to Randolph take a position finish. in politics, but this is off topic here. 
Uh, we are going to. Oh, all right, we have on the same website. Right? We have many questions. How many I know you're. Are I know you're a huge minutes. fan of Randolph's website, but we do have more questions. So thanks for looking at my website, by the way. Yeah. You're a huge student of your work. That so you, Maddox you have, is. So you're in a position that you have <laughs> you to do have. Don't, do not mute me. Hold if you mute me, I'm, if you Maddox, mute me, I'm not coming on Maddox, here. Maddox, Maddox. <laughs> James, shut he, up. Listen, he, no, listen, no, 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 Maddox. He, he, don't make me do it, Maddox. Seriously, you're you're being very rude, okay? Maddox, you have to trust me. Listen, Maddox, no, we are going to the next question. You have to stop being rude. We have lots of questions. Pe Nephilim Free, your buddy, is asking a question, Maddox. Okay, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. Nephilim Free says, semiotics employs symbolism is a property of language immaterial and can't be produced by by material processes it could not exist if atheist physical materialism were true therefore atheism is not true atheism isn't a proposition that can be regarded as true or false it's a classification of not believing in deities so that is a non sequitur juicy nephilim free i think nephilim free would like a debate with Randolph, that folks, would you like to see that? I mean, Randolph, I don't know. What do you think? Depends, but, depends on the topic. We can we can deal with that uh, later on. Gotcha. Juicy. I have and, no objection to debating Nephilim free. It just depends on what the topic is. Oh well, it's going to be juicy. I'll tell you that. And would you be up for like a a fun one? Like, did dinosaurs walk with man? Sure. That's a juicy one. And. Uh, it depends. We'll, we'll figure it out offline. James Grobe says 350 watching and only 42 likes. He must must have been a while since James refreshed his page. We're at, we're over that now, but yes, please do hit like if you want to help. That It means a lot, folks. Maddox, they also say Maddox equals noob, like noob cybot. And they say thanks, James. Thank you for your kind words, James. Maddox, are you... Is noob like short for noob cybot, or is that an insult? Newbie no means like a new user. Oh, okay. an honest user. Um, so anyway, back to your website. So in politics, do you think you have to have formal evidence in favor of a activist position you take in politics? Well, in, I'm not an activist in politics, but um, something I, you endorse. I do, I do hold position political positions. I generally try to keep that out of the atheism activism sphere because there are atheists who are on various different, who have different uh, disagreeing opinions about politics, and I don't want to alienate people. Right, we're talking about concepts here. So oh. in terms of politics, um, do you, can you just like operate, if you're actually going to be an activist in politics or take formal positions in politics, can you just be like, well, I actually lack a position, even though I'm taking this position. I think if your activism is for people who don't want to be involved in politics, then I suppose you could do that. But for me, I don't really see too much of a point in that because politics are just kind of part of our democratic processes here. And uh, if people want to take, I, I'm not working actively in pol politic activism. I'm, 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 talking about, I'm, I'm talking about like the concept. The concept of uh, taking a position in politics. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think if you're taking a position in politics uh, that uh, you should be supporting your position. You should have some kind of reason for supporting it, sure. 
So if you support a position, then you are rejecting the opposite. Um, well, the, here in Canada, we have more than two political parties. So which ones well, are the no, opposite? Okay. So do you actually think that the party is the policy? No, I think you're doing a black and white fallacy here. How am I doing? Okay. How am I doing black and white fallacy? You're the one trying to go to a binary. Uh, oh, it's not binary. We have multiple parties. I'm talking about a policy position, an issue, not the position of the parties. I'm talking about the policy itself. Well, the you know the difference there, of that, right? Yeah, there can be different um, solutions in different policies and different positions. And uh, there can be multiple. So uh, yeah. to say that uh, re uh, not accepting one is rejecting uh, or is accepting the opposite is um, uh, is is a mistake because um, there are very often more than just two options available. Okay, well, just because there's more than uh, two options available, which I think that's the point I made in relation to this entire topic of is it binary? Yes, no. Are there additional options? Yes, uh, that aren't binary in relation to atheism, agnosticism, apatheist, theological non-cognitivist, cognitivist. Et cetera, et cetera, in the relations overall topic. So per your own admission in politics, you can have multiple positions. Doesn't have to be a binary on this particular top point. Well, politics. But that doesn't. You're saying that that logic does not apply in atheism. Is that your position? Well, politics is a. This is a different category. What's oh, a different category? Uh, politics is a different category than belief in deities. So the positions that you take on yeah, anything, are you, are you saying that's like an, like, no, I'm talking about the logic. Are you saying that the logic, there's an entirely different type of logic for like theism versus politics? No, I'm not saying there's a different type of logic. Well, you just said it's totally different. No, I said politics is a different category than uh, uh, belief in deities. Right, but I was talking about the logic. So are you saying that there's a totally different logic no. that's applied? No. We okay, want to go to the next you, question. Why are you rejecting the point I made? Um, maybe the point wasn't clear the way you thought it was. Um, it sounded like you were saying that uh, um, not accepting a political position uh, means uh, rejecting it. It uh, means taking the opposite. And that's what I was objecting to. We're jumping back. This one from Will Stewart, your new buddy, John, says, John, come to Amy Newman's after show and we can chat sometime. I'd like to list the numerous verses that say the same things. I think uh, John already clarified he doesn't have time today, but uh, he oh, can come to right. your stream. Am I yeah, right, uh, John? James, I have, uh, I have 12 more minutes I can be on. You got it. Endoxd says, if intelligent design is a thing, why is there... Okay, that's nasty. Please. Brian F. says... Oh, no, the... Hey, 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 hey now read it. Read no, it. it's gross. Read it. John, seriously, it's is, nasty. Is it the one about, like, uh, multiple, like... Then why is there hair on my organ? orifice? <laughs> you like that, don't you? Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, look at you. You're, you're as happy as a clam now. Okay. Go ahead. Answer if you want. Well, he wanted the question read, so maybe he should answer it. Well, I believe, actually, <laughs> that there has, if he's talking about his a-hole, um, then there's actually been uh, studies about that in terms of uh, existing out in non-protected areas, shall we say. There can actually be um, benefits. Same thing with the hair on the other side of your body. Um so a lot of these arguments that people make don't recognize that in 
specific conditions, they're actually a dramatic advantage versus a disadvantage. And the overexpression of them from, from a epigenetic perspective, uh, sometimes just purely genetic, but very often epigenetic is things that could or can be um, accounted for in other scenarios. So people who operate from this myopic, uh, very narrow understanding perspective, like, oh, I don't like this one thing in this context, but don't understand that there's massive benefits in all these other contexts. Um, they just showcase that they're ignorant idiots. Continue. Next, this one coming in from um, Brian F. says, The gospel to Calvinists is hope that God picks you. No, no, no. No, they're, they're, they're jabbing at the Calvinists who think that uh, the only people that have any uh, potential of being saved are the ones that were preordained by um, God. Everybody else is screwed because God actually doesn't care. He only He's a very uh, elitist um, entity that uh, doesn't allow... It only allows a certain number of folks to be uh, have the opportunity for salvation. They very often either unaware of or reject the, the premise of uh, the sin offering versus the payment for sins uh, or paying for your individual sins versus being the sin offering. It's amazing how that is misinterpreted. Gotcha. And thank you very much for your question. Jungle Jargon, I know that you asked this earlier i'm assuming that this is a sincere question because we are over our normal time so i'm assuming you're not trolling they had asked randolph what is your y chromosome just ring a bell you know what he means it sounds like a question about biology i i, I don't have a strong point in biology so I, I think like there's XY chromosomes and XX chromosomes. I'm, I, I certainly have the male version of XY, I guess. Gotcha. What, what, what Jungle's asking is, uh, I know Jungle's asking, specifically why is the male and in relation to the, uh, the world is basically split up into the, what appears to be the uh, Y chromosome descendants of uh, Noah's sons. So people like the different subgroups of uh, the world all tailor back down into that subset or to those uh, oh. sources. So it's a question about incest, uh, basically. Gotcha. Yeah. And thank you. For that, if that's your response, wow, you need to go do some research. Well, the, the idea that we all came from one person or one family does sound incestual. So the idea that we all come from a universal common ancestor doesn't? Uh, if they're from different families, no. Not, okay, so I'm assuming you've never We're actually researched abiogenesis nor evolution. Well, I just stated that biology and evolution are not my strong point. So again, another example of something that you've not actually to. researched in relation to your position as an atheist. So how much time do I have right now to research this to answer Jungle Jargon's question? Well, you've been being an atheist activist for what, 20 years? Sure. More so in that, 20, okay, okay, well, I, I was being... Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, no. So, so more than, so you've had so you've had 30 years? Okay. And and why should... So, you, I, so you've had 30 years and you haven't actually... Hold on, you, you have to actually let him finish, John. Why should I be required to research evolution uh, because I'm an atheist? I, I, I'd like to know what the connection there is. We must move. So if an intelligent agent that existed prior to the existence of life was necessary, would that not negate, at least locally, atheism? 
Well, it depends on what that agent is. If that agent is a deity, then yeah, then no, 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 no. If it's an intelligent agent that must exist prior to our existence, you mean like the Neanderthals? No, no, no. Before the existence of life on our planet. Oh, like some alien species that maybe uh, uh, dropped their seed here. So, Pamspermia. Okay. So again, so, how does that get to deities? So then, who created who? Uh, seeded the aliens that's a great question i don't know so again we go back to the core of the point is if an intelligent agent of some kind is required to exist prior to our existence and the uh do you not do you take the position that we were created by an intelligent agent or you were not well if uh that intelligent agent can at least be the neanderthals then i guess that would be yes but that's probably not what you're getting at you're you're wondering if no we're talking about talking about life we're talking about life on the planet earth mm -hmm. okay neanderthals are hypothetical uh, ancestors to humans the we're talking about life we're talking about the existence of life on the planet if an intelligent agent is required for the simplest form of life to exist does that I mean, does it not have? Does, you're, are you saying that has no relevance to atheism? Uh, no, it's uh, if it's not a deity, then it has nothing to do with atheism. It's completely incidental. Like uh, scientific endeavor is uh, is a, again a separate category. Like politics, there are atheists who are into politics, and atheists have no interest in it. There are atheists with interest in science and evolution, and atheists who have no such interests. So, 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 you're, so, so are you stating that um, uh, Uranus had no uh, relevance to the creation of life on Earth in, from a deistic perspective? From a deistic perspective. Or, sorry, theistic perspective. Uh, from an atheistic perspective, I've, it's again, it's a it's a scientific uh, category. You're dealing with cosmology and evolution and things and those kinds of uh, ideas, and perhaps even philosophy. If people are just kind of considering the ideas, um, atheism, all these ideas, they're they're incidental to atheism because atheism is one thing: not believing in deities. That's so, all it is. Right. So, you're, are you suggesting that a deity, which is creating or an entity, an intelligent agent that is creating life? You are suggesting that in no way, shape, form, or fashion does that uh, potentially constitute a deity. Well, I I don't know um, if it's uh, like if it's a deity. Um, if see, I don't believe in deities. I, I actually don't know the answer to this question. I have no idea about this because this is not an area of specialty for me. So 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 I, I just want to make sure I'm understanding this correctly. Um, in the majority of theistic positions is a deity the uh the exist existence of a deity the root foundation of life in many uh, uh theistic uh, beliefs that is the job of the deity or deities not all but many mm -hmm. okay so if you're going to reject all of those going to move you don't think that that has any, like the research into that and having the curiosity to go and determine whether okay. or not I those see. positions have relevance i'll give you a chance to respond randolph then we're going to wrap up yeah you're, you're talking about an implicit uh conclusion of something and um i don't hold those positions explicitly so but, but, but um, as a skeptic we you are think going you to look at? wrap up 
We do appreciate your Who questions. If you guys would like to come back on in the future to debate this topic, well, we'll see if Randolph yeah. is up for it. But want to say, folks, our guests are linked in the description. Both John and Randolph have links to their own YouTube channels in the description. And so that is not only the description box here on YouTube, but also on the podcast. And so want to say thank you to our guests. It's been a true pleasure to have you, both John and Randolph. Thanks so much for being with us tonight. James, thank you very much. And thank you, John. Same here, Randolph. It was a good time. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll be back in just a moment with a post credit scene, folks, letting you know about upcoming debates as we are stoked for some epic ones in the next coming week. So be right back in just a moment. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.